Hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm trying to set up this microphone so it sounds better. Let me know if that sounds okay. Yeah, you sound fine. You would, you would think after all these years, setting up the microphone wouldn't be a problem, Jamie. <laughs> what, what, what's up? What's up? How are you? Good, good, man. I, I've, uh, I'm looking forward to this, uh, talking to an old friend. It's been a while. How you doing, man? Right back at you, brother. Doing good. No complaints. Well, you know, I have complaints, but it's not... You know, it's a first world complaint. Yeah, what a what a crazy if I start my day on any sort of media provided by this reality, my day is ruined. But if I go outside and stick my face in the snow, I have a good day. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it really is. I understand completely because perspective is everything. And there's, there's, there's a whole world out there. I like facts. You know, I like, I've always liked facts, facts you can deal with facts you can react on. Um, I honestly can say I, I don't know all the facts because <clears throat> I don't have time to do everything the world provides, you know? So it's just been a crazy time. What have you been doing? Where are you at? I've been producing a D Snyder record, like a really, uh, another metal, really heavy record for D for this label called Napalm Records. And uh, been doing it over Source Connect well, we did all the music and stuff in out here at my studio, and then D's in L.A., and, and he's doing it uh, at Jim Kaufman's studio. And it's been great, like, just doing it on Source Connect and not killing ourselves with the schedule. And then in between that, I've been doing a Patreon with all sorts of crazy podcasts, you know, conspiracy theories and podcasts about aliens and UFOs and and then I still do my podcast, which I just had Sid on recently. He talked about getting abducted and stuff. It was fun. And uh, and no, aside not, from no, that, I've just been not writing. Sid. Not not Sid. Sid, yeah. Sid. Sid didn't get abducted or anything like that. Not Sid Wilson. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're Go Sid. Ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. You're Sid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so yeah. So I'm just trying to stay busy. I've written like probably a hundred different song ideas. So I'm going to do another Josta record. I'm going to do another Kingdom of Sorrow record with Kirk and just have this hate breed record come out in November. But it was, you know, it's obviously not a good time to release records. I don't suggest anybody release any records until, you know, touring comes back, but it's, it's fine. I, I'm reading the, responses from the fans every day and it seems like it's making their quarantine or their lockdowns like better um it, it's very it's such a weird situation we're in and depending on where you're at like if you're in florida or if you're in texas i mean you're going to shows you're going to bars stuff is open so this perspective is everything people's lives are different wherever they live in the world yeah i guess i haven't really thought about that how you know, I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I haven't had the ability to leave the States um, since everything started. 
I haven't really wanted to. You know, people like us, we get used to stuff uh, taking time off. I get used to taking years off in between album cycles uh, because of other bands, other people doing other things. So I always enjoy time off. Let me get my head straight, make some art, get to a new place. But, um, yeah, I didn't really, you know, I really guess I haven't thought about that, how, you know, I thought about, damn, people in Florida got good weather. You know, I'm stuck with 12 inches of snow and, you know, and then, you know, of course you brought up Texas and, you know, there's warm and that stuff. But I guess I haven't really been thinking that every location is, you know, taking this differently, operating differently, um, and that, that that affects what we do. It affects what everybody does. Totally. And and then there's the there's the whole sort of crowd. Sorry if my email's going off and if this is making noise here. Um, there's this whole crowd of people that at first they were like, "All right, we're we're taking off of work. We're working for home. We're masked up. We're washing everything. We're spraying down the boxes when they come from." you know, Amazon or when they come from the grocery delivery or whatever. And it, it was heightened security against um, the, 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 this virus. And then you had this other crowd that was like, well, fuck it. You know, like my father is like, look, I survived Vietnam. Uh, I, I, what, what am I going to do? Like, I, I want to live my life. But then he got guilted by everybody around him where they're like, you're crazy. It's hitting people that are in the seventies. Like, and so he's like, well, let's do a project. Let's do something. Let's, let's figure it out. Cause he's normally over in Ireland. He lives in Ireland, reads books, you know, goes, goes fishing, does all that stuff. Now he's over here getting stir crazy. And I understand it because I'm usually going on the road. I have never had a, I have never had more than a year off. I never, I never went, uh, over a year playing a gig and I don't mind it. I actually don't miss touring. And I know people get super sensitive when they hear that and they hold like, you know, you're a concert person, concert people, show people, people that go to shows, that's so much part of their life. So when someone goes, Oh, I don't miss it. They, they, they get very upset because it's so near and dear to them. I, I don't want to upset people, but I'm just, I never had this time to really like, schedule things that I had to get done and do all this stuff that I've pushed off for years. So I'm trying to see it in that perspective. Like this is good, but I get the other perspectives. If, if I was in Texas, I probably would have a bunch of live podcast books or maybe a Josta show or two. I probably couldn't do it with hatred hey, because we'd get a lot of backlash and people saying, Oh, you're trying to kill my grandpa or whatever. And we're not, but I do, I do have an idea of like, okay, this person is not scared. They're 22. They just want to go to a show. They don't have anybody they think they're going to give it to. So they're just ready to roll the dice. And I, I, I kind of understand it. Cause I was that guy. Well, we, it all, I mean, you're absolutely right. When you're young, um, all of almost everything you do is rolling the dice. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of extra, we have a lot of extra, children on the planet from rolling the dice. I'm glad they're here, but you know, it's from, it's from rolling the dice, but everything a, yep. a younger, a younger mind does rolls the dice, but usually that dice, uh, if you're all in 
can propel you uh, forward. And then you can learn that you can be propelled even further when you're all in. And it can keep going until you bust. And, you know, you usually bust when you get older and you sit down and you want to start buying in. So it's a, you know, I mean, honestly, man, I know quite a few people who have had COVID. So it's, I've, I've seen people with it and I've seen how they've looked. And uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I don't know what to say other than, you know, you know, they were sick and got out of it. And, um, you know, what, what do you do? What, what do you say? You just roll the dice and you move and you do the best. I think it's good that you've been home for a year. I think it's good because uh, you're one of those people that I know that honestly I can actually say since the day I met you, even before I met you, you were going. And I don't think you've stopped since I met you 20, over 20 years ago. So I think it's probably yeah. good that you got to take a little time off. You're probably freaked out, but it's, you know, you need a moment to uh, go outside and say, what the hell's going on? <laughs> look at the sky, look, look around. And, uh, but I, I'm sure you do that. How, how's your daughter? Good. Yeah. We've had a, we've had a really nice time. Like we haven't really been bothering each other. Like I thought we would for a full year. I mean, we have this one sort of corner in my kitchen where like the coffee machine and the toaster and stuff is that we kind of like, we both like to monopolize. So we'll be like, all right, can you get out of there? So can I, can I get my mug? Can I get my tea bag or whatever? You know what I mean? Like we, we, we've, but we've started this other project. I bought a little bungalow in the center of, of my town, a little 900 square foot thing. And we're, we're like, I'm in there blasting plaster off the roof. I mean, off the ceiling and I'm, I'm painting and I'm ripping up boards and de doing demo and watching the, you know, the, the, the plumber cap off the, the baseboard heating. Cause I'm going to put in like central heat and AC and she's, she's designing everything like picking out tiles and, you know, picking out appliances and paint colors and all that stuff. So we've we've bonded over that. And that's been really cool. Cause I never cared about that stuff. Like if you, if I was on tour and you said, Hey, what's the color of your front door? I don't fucking know. If you said, what's the color of your roof? I didn't even know roofs came in different colors. Like I didn't, I literally, I was 44 <laughs> years old when I found out roofs had different color shingles. I've never looked at a roof in my life i never cared i didn't know what it was made of i didn't now i know what flashing is and what what the, what a flume in oh. a chimney does i i if That's you ask me what um <laughs> i you know I, I just i don't i don't mean to sound ignorant but i was so hyper focused on just trying to succeed at all costs that i I, I never, I never noticed this stuff. Like I, I, I bought a car, I leased a car back when we were doing the, the last album. And I just said to the guy, I just need something that's not going to break down. I didn't know what color the car was. I didn't know the brand or the make or the model. I, people would ask me, I would go, I don't know. I don't care. It's meaningless. I just need four wheels to get me to the studio back and forth and not break down. And then people think I'm crazy. Like, why don't you care? Because if I think if I care about that too much, then it's going to take away the lyric 
that's gonna that I would have thought of or the riff that I would have came up with that's gonna connect with people now and resonate now and and keep me on the path of what I want to keep doing. But then that's also like a double edged sword because you know, we had our biggest song in well, two thousand sixteen, right? I, I, I worked to, to you know the song blew up everywhere reignited the interest in the band and this is 2016 so now i'm like oh we got to do this again on the next record but you can't do that every time you have to stop you gotta you have to you know look at the roof and fucking figure out what color it is and if it needs to be put new shingles on it shit i didn't know i do well, now. a couple things a couple, a couple first of all that's some of the best news I've had in, in several months. Makes me so happy. I'm smiling so much right now. Couple of things to remember, though, that are really important to think. And I can tell you this is that number one, it's all one sword, man. You know what I mean? It's one sword. It's one sword going in, it's one sword going out. Yeah, it's double sided, but it, it's going in and it's going out. And either side, you know, you're dying. So, but the good news is what I'm hearing is all that hard work you've been doing, all that grinding and all that shit that people doesn't understand about why you don't care what the car is. That's what got you the 900 square foot and the time to bond with your daughter. So, you know, I like to remind people that, you know, even though like cats like us, you know, we're just like, what the hell is going on? But honestly, like you just said, the lyric is all around me at all times now. I, I've been talking to Brennan, and for people who don't know who that is, that's my manager, uh, Corey Brennan. And he, he and I feel this, like, what I call, like, a transcendence from, from the old days. For whatever reason, I'm feeling a lot of what it was like trying to get into whatever this gamut is we got into. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm going to bars or I'm networking or things, but, like, the way I'm listening to music is what I'm doing while I'm listening to music. The music selected in the car to get the groceries. The music that's making me get on the computer to be creative or to continue something. It's a really, as bizarre as it is, <clears throat> and it makes no sense to even think about it because it's happening full-fledged, as bizarre as it is, you know, there is a lot of um, great, unique things that are going to come out of it. So when I need a roof, I'm going to call you, and you're going to come, you're gonna come to Iowa, and you're going to help me put it on. <laughs> I I will. They, they when they came it's amazing. when they came to do it is it really is when they came to do the roof. That was a, like an epiphany for me. They made a they made like a party out of it. They had a dog with them. They had a girl with them, and she was showing me different stuff. They like they these guys were. I mean, they were up there. It was done in a day. I watched a lot of it. It was they showed me different things that they were doing. And you know what? A roofer never goes, Oh, I can't do this today. I got, I got roofers block. There's no roofers block. You just fucking get up and you put the fucking roof on. That's it. You, 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 there's no, you don't have a choice. That's the gig. 
And like what you said about transcending what we're doing right now, I, I totally understand because it's a cloud and the cloud is what fucking rains down on the roof. Like you, you need a roof over your head. You, you absolutely need that. You need shelter. That's first and foremost, especially if you, if you went through times in your life where you thought you might not be able to afford a roof over your head and, and your roof might be a fucking bridge or a box. So I, that's like first and foremost, and everybody does need to care about their roof, but the cloud that rains down on the roof, it also provides the lyric, the riff, the painting, the, the first line in a novel, all that stuff. And it's, it's available literally to everyone, but you have to be open to it. And sometimes that means shutting off the other, the other channels. Right. And sometimes when you shut off the other channels, you become like deficient in those channels. And, and that's what I must've done. And I, I, ne- I didn't mean to diminish it in any way, but it's like, you know, if a guy comes over and he's like, Oh, you got this old popcorn ceiling. It's got to come down. I'm like, I never looked at it. I never knew. I never, I just never knew what it was. Stucco or any of this stuff. I never knew any, you know what I mean? I just, it well, never me, had any one. bearing. Yeah, well, the bear, bearing, bearing is such, bearing is such an important word for every human being on the planet, because the certain wheels won't turn if the bearings aren't right, and it, 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 we all need our bearing, right or wrong. I'm, I, I will never preach. I won't pick a side. I'm not even right or wrong, but I know one thing. I know I'm human, and I know everybody's human, and I know we all need to know our bearings. You just need to know your yeah. But let me let me tell you a similar situation that happened to me is that I always look at these old men that you know that like they rip their shirts off and their hair's all fucked up and you know, they got stupid ass clothes on and I'm like, dude, what's your problem? Like you don't have to be old and crazy and like over it, right? Well, I'm over it, man. Like this summer, this last summer, I learned, I I started to garden because my mother, who's passed away, always told me I would garden. So here I am, shirtless, stupid clothes. I don't fucking care what neighbor's staring at me. And I'm talking to one of my friends about, like, everybody's freaking out because they realize that I put my art into my garden. I mean, people are coming yeah. from all over going, they're like, bro, what's up with your garden? I'm like, well, I decided to take the squash over here into the forest. You know, they're like, what are you even talking about? I'm like, I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm basically making songs through eggplants and tomatoes. Now, the coolest thing that happened to me all summer was I look down and I see this caterpillar and I recognize it, but I, but I, I can't place it. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's fucking alien. And I'm, I'm like, it's beautiful. And I remember it, but how do I remember it? Where have I seen it? Have I seen it on TV? You know, what, what is it? And, and so I go in the house and I look it up. And uh, it's a monarch butterfly uh, caterpillar. And I was like, wow. I was like, wow. I used to see thousands or hundreds of those 
you know, more like hundreds of them when I was a kid. I see them everywhere all the time. So I was talking to one of my really good friends on the phone, and I was telling him the story. And at the end of the story, he goes, clown. He's like, they've always been there. We're just looking again. It, it just yep. blew me away. It blew me away, man. It put me down for days on what I've been concentrated on. And, and not to get, you know, not to go off on a path, but it's my duty as a man. And it's not my responsibility to really worry about whether people can handle it or not. But I don't want to get off on it. But as a lot of people know, you know, I've lost a child. So when I saw this caterpillar, it made me realize of everything I've been focused on and what I haven't been able to see. And it just really took me out of it, man. Took, took, took me out of the whole game. And believe it or I not, bet. I will never give, I will never give any sort of uh, credit or, you know, any sort of love to the pandemic but the pandemic gave me a moment of clarity that I would have never gotten. I would have, I would have been in Japan touring, not trying to forget, but moving, working, working, working. Cause if I stop working, I'm going to break down and then that's going to be the end of it. And, uh, so I understand the roof aspect and I have talked to so many wonderful people. And by the way, this whole podcast bullshit, it's all your fault. You know this is <laughs> your fault. This is all Jamie Joss's fault, everybody. This podcast thing that I'm doing. And I'm, I'm gonna, I know I talk a lot, but I'm going to tell the story real quick and interrupt me and tell it. But the bottom line, people, is that I was getting out of a bus after a long travel to do a gig that Hatebreed was doing and Slipknot was doing. And Jamie got up early like he gets up early every day, like I get up early every day. This particular day, Jamie got up earlier. He had already known where the coffee was. And more importantly, he knew where the shitter was. So I was getting up to go to the bathroom, and I had to go. I had to go to the bathroom. But what I remember is I remember this other lion, like, coming at me at the side, like, what's up? What's going on? What are you doing? What's up? How you doing? Good morning, Jamie. How you doing? Yes. I to take care of some business. And all I remember is you going, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> and I remember <laughs> going, I got to go to the bathroom so bad. I will, you know, I will eat dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do a podcast. I love you. I love your show. Of course. Let's do it. Then if you remember, if you remember, we're, I get my coffee, you know, I'm done with all my stuff. I'm up, done the business, clown has returned. We go to the back of my bus, and in the middle of the podcast, I think if you go back to it, at one point I looked at you and I go, how did you do this? How, how, <laughs> how, did, we get, how did we get back here in my bus? Why is there a tape recorder in my face? And why are we talking about Mars? And uh, uh, I never really, I, I've never really understood podcasts. Um, 
but I decided to do one because I just thought it'd be cool if, you know, like-minded people, whether they know each other or not, could get on the phone and just have a conversation about things that I think our fans uh, or people that think they're going to tune in may think we're going to go. And, yes, we get a lot of that out, but I can promise you that your whole culture and probably my whole culture had no idea that you could probably sling a hammer now and put on a roof, which is awesome, which is awesome, right? Yeah, and and you can and you can have a moment where the entire you know universe and the metamorphosis that the monarch represents from from you know the caterpillar right to that eighteen hundred mile journey to Oyamel to the Oyamel forest. You know that's that's where they go. They they go to the forest in the in the Mijocan in, in Mexico where they spend the winter. Before you know, the, before they come back, they they do the return journey. I mean, the mon- the fact that you acknowledge that my my daughter's been obsessed with monarchs since she was little. We we do them every year. We raise them from, um, from the caterpillar. You know, we we get the the milkweed and the caterpillars eat them and they poop everywhere and then they go into chrysalis and then we send them off and we know about their journey. I mean, it's 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 absolutely fascinating. Like that's something that I could that I could, you know, grasp onto, but you're absolutely right. Like the pandemic has given us these other lanes, these other waves that open it up that we used to maybe say, think like didn't affect us, but it absolutely does because we're all connected through that cloud, that universe, whatever that, that atmosphere, whatever it is that we can't quantify that we can't put into words. And, you know, I know I reached out to you when, when, um, your daughter passed on and I, and I knew I, I, you know, felt deep pain for you. And I, I would just put love and prayers or whatever you want to call it. Like I'm not religious, but I do believe in a higher power. And, and I think, and, and I've been really deep into like this, this um consciousness, like this collective consciousness lately, where if you just put out love to people, they get it. Like they really do. Like, I, and I'm sure we've all had that, experience where you'll be thinking about somebody and then they'll text you or call you, or you'll see, you know, something on Instagram that you never see, but we've thought about it and then you see it. Um, but the podcasting, how it relates to all this is that we get into these conversations that remind us of that lane that we need to be in or that wave that we need to connect with. And I was just talking to Randy about this from Lamb of God, who you know, he's, he, he's very creative and artistic like you and very smart and um, does the photography and does all these different things besides just being in a band and being a badass, you know, and, and one thing that we really connected on, on was his, his grandma, my grandma, my Nana, we called her, um, you know, he was there for me when she passed, she was like everything to me, but that was something that was really like, I held a lot of guilt and shame because I went on tour again and I didn't grieve properly. And his, his grandma just had her hundred hundredth birthday, a hundred years old. Right. And I was just, that was like, wow, a centurion or what do they call it? Is it a centurion? I think so. Yeah. And, um, and 
it just made me think like, wow, this is, we're, we're all connected in this atmosphere. We have to think about, we have to learn from other people's journey. We have to learn from other people's loss. We have to learn from other people's um, lives. Like he was telling me all the stuff that, you know, she was alive during literally like the great depression. So we think we're in a depression. We think we're in a, you know, this is like nothing compared to what previous generations dealt with and stuff. So it's, it's a lot to take in, but the the more you're open to it and the more you use it and apply what you learn, I think the more fulfilling your life is, the better connections you have with people. And I don't know, man, this shit's magic. Like people, people say, Oh yeah, it's, I, I don't knock the people that think, Oh, it's just, we're on this, you know, rock flying through space and, uh, and nothing matters. I get why they, I felt that way at times, but now that I'm seeing, when you know the monarch travels 1800 miles, this little tiny thing and lives there for the winter and then travels back. I mean, how is that not completely mind blowing? How is that not magic? Well, and you know, to go deeper for me, I mean, you hit on it for me. I thought, I have nothing to do. I want to do something I always thought I should do because my mom, I'm an only child, told me that I'd be a gardener because I'd be obsessed with making life. So I thought I'd give it a try. And here I am just trying to work, like I said, not to forget, but to, to, help, um, to help make the pain not so apparent. And... Uh, here I have this moment of this most incredible, beautiful butterfly caterpillar that I remember as a child. And it just was the metaphor of my daughter to where it's like, I've been paying attention to so much shit. And it's like my heart exploded, man. You know, it's like my, it's like I died right there. And that's why I brought up, I can remember we, we were making music. I have a studio downstairs and I had an engineer in town and he was, he, he came upstairs to ask me a question. I just, I grew this giant mammoth, Russian mammoth sunflower in the middle of my garden with hopes that I'd take these seeds and, you know, give them to people or put them in a forest or, you know, whatever. And I just, he's like, clown? And I just rise with no shirt and crazy hair and fucked up pants. But honestly, I'm like in the middle of my whole being of understanding what, understanding everything that I understood to be real and understanding that, you know, nothing's real. I don't want to grow wise and old anymore. I don't want to make any more mistakes. This time off has helped me, uh, and I know it's helped a lot of people, and it's unfortunate money, you know, fucking money, man. But, but, but on a spiritual note, a lot of people have been, be, been able to align to what reality is behind being born on A and seeing away on Z 
and understanding that there's no guarantee what letter your day is. You know, you could be gone the end of A. So that day that I had the Caterpillar, and I imagine the day you built the roof and, you know, bond with the daughter, you know, these really are the new lyrics for people like you and I. And I've foreseen it, Jamie. I've foreseen it. I've foreseen the likes of us on stage. I've seen Corey Taylor in tears because he can't speak because the people in front of him are in tears because it's been a long time, not tomorrow. Yeah. Fucking not tomorrow, but I've seen it because it's real. It's just like Randy's grandma. She's like, look, I'm ready to go. Probably it's been a hundred fucking years. I'm not speaking for her, and I'm not making jokes, but I'm saying she's saying it's been a hundred fucking years. You know, you kids are worried about this virus. I can't even identify. I went through the Great Depression. You know, there was sand above people's doors in certain places. Um, You know, like, we're going to make it. Find your bearings. Find your soul. Look for your caterpillar. Pick up your hammer. Get up on that fucking ladder. Ask a question or two. And then... Let's bring it back to the song. I guess that's why I was saying I'm having this transcendence. I bought two pit bulls. And <laughs> these little fuckers are, you know, try training a puppy, right? It's impossible. Oh, my God. Train, trying to train a, a two puppies. I wish I had a video camera on me. People should see me. So last night I was like, I was ranting and raving about like, like getting signed all over again. People tell me how to get developed. Try to teach this dog how to not take a piss on this piece of carpet that I love. And somebody else is telling me to move the carpet. And I feel like I'm trying to tell someone they got to get a a lower cord or we got to play this part faster. I'm like, I'm having a good time, but, but I have, I have extreme sorrow for the reality of the real You know, we both know that there's a lot of pain out there and suffering, and there's a reality out there um, that we can't fathom, and I have great human compassion for that. Uh, And when I say I'm having a great time, I'm only having a great time because the pandemic has put me to my knees. It's put tears out of my eyes. It's, It's made me think in ways I've been unable, I don't think I've ever thought certain ways ever, you know, and the way I speak to my friends, we're able to speak in ways. I don't think we knew we knew how to speak together, which is only enlightening our communication. I bet you're having a lot of that, right? Yeah. Like this morning I, I did a, an episode with Keith Buckley from every time I die. And we were talking about, the the drinking days and the tr- like how basically going out to a bar or you know popping pills with somebody or drinking drinks or smoking weed or whatever it was it was like trauma bonding and we had this like two hour conversation about what we were like running from and trying to numb with all these outside substances and it was it was that just this morning I feel like I'm a totally different person after that. Just like now when I'm talking to you, I go I'll have the rest of my day or the rest of this week or the rest of this month and I'll be a different person and try to put out 
positivity so that, like you said, those people who are really, really in this right now, like really struggling, you know, you brought up the money, which is a great point. I think um, if, you know, the gardening is a really good metaphor for money because it, when you, when my mother's really super into gardening and she got back into it right, like at the best time, like March of last year. And I can't tell you, I don't need another guitar. I don't need another TV. I don't need another car. Yeah, sure. I needed a new roof. It had been 20 years, but you know what I needed? I needed my mother dropping off fresh peppers, broccoli, kale, um, all sorts of chard, all sorts of shishino peppers, all sorts of, and, and never has something felt so meaningful when I'm eating it and when I'm cooking, even though, you know, she's like, Oh, if, if you were out at the studio or if you went there, you know, I probably shouldn't, I, I don't want to be exposed, but I, I just want to drop this stuff off. And, and we were getting all this food from her, from her garden grown with love, like you do. And that's, that's better than any money. Like I wish we could literally go back to like firewood, fucking gardening. Um, I know certain, certain vegans and stuff don't want to hear about raising animals and stuff, but like my, my neighbor down the road has, uh, has chickens and all our neighbors get eggs from them. So, but I, that, that was how things worked before everybody got disconnected, how, you know, it's completely, um, exposed to all this different various blue light and harmful screens and all the, you know, carpal tunnel and all the, the cr cranked up necks and stuff from looking at the laptop and working, you know, from 8 AM to midnight to do what, when you, when you, when, when you could literally be in the garden and you, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you could feed a whole fucking neighborhood. And, uh, it, 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 all that stuff really inspires me. I, I'm going to pay that forward. I'm going to, the second we get a fucking snowy day, I'm going to plant stuff with my mom and, and try to keep creating life, create, I'm still creating art and creating other things, but I, I definitely see the importance now and just being more self-sustained. Well, and all that, you know, it's, you know, we, you and I, we could keep, we could keep talking about, the other roofs and the other caterpillars and the sunflower seeds. And you, it is, it, 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 it is that man. It is, it is that for everybody. I mean, I built a new house and in order to put the house where we put it, you know, some 50 trees had to be cut down and I had this bright idea. Cause you know, I mean, Hey, keep all the trees, put them over here. I'm going to cut them, you know, I'm going to cut them for firewood one day and, you know, blah, 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 while I'm on tour, while I'm in Japan and South America and, you know, doing all this shit. Well, guess what? I had to fucking cut that whole pile down. I got pictures of it. I took video of it. And I have breakdowns. You want to see me, the funniest you've ever seen me? Watch me try to put a fucking chainsaw chain on. Okay? I can get on drums <laughs> and go 25 foot hang off with a Sid Wilson and do shit that is just only magicians can do. But Jamie, the point is I know I can't put the chain on, but that's why I grabbed the fucker and that's why I bought it. And that's why I took pictures on me on this pile of wood that you would not believe. And I cut every single piece myself 
And I kept three trees because I wanted to plane them. I wanted to make them like, you know, tabletops. And it turns out that the fucking carpenter ants got to them and had been to them because they'd been in a pile. So I spent 72 hours burning these like three foot by three foot, maybe even four foot ginormous trunks. There was like five of them. And I had to keep turning them. My wife said I looked like I was in a war. And, bro, I had never been so alive. I mean, I was on fire. Shit was falling in my boots. I got burnt, you know. And But I was still thinking music, and I was still thinking art. And, and sometimes I would turn the music off just to listen to birds. And it and, I remember listening to like five different conversations of birds. I'm like, birds? I'm like, I'm like, there's lots of different kinds of birds in one place. And my wife's like, yeah, duh. And I'm like, well, they talk to each other, you know, like people do. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I think at one time I heard five to seven different types of birds speaking over each other in different locations. Jamie, that blew me the fuck away. Again, I was taking a knee and I'm like, what have I been doing? It makes me have an appreciation for what all this really is. And what this is, is a giant rock with a lot of beauty, a lot of despair. They come together. You can't love the little chicken without knowing it gets its fucking head cut off. I'm sorry. You know, it's just things happen in this world. Um, but again, as much tragedy, and there is real tragedy happening all around us, real stories, young people with babies, with no money for diapers, things we don't bother to think about because we have our own things to think about. But there also are all kinds of positive, beautiful things, human beings. And that's where... I get really messed up and why I won't watch the news because everybody talks over everybody. Everybody wants to blame everybody. Everybody's right because everybody's wrong. And we're acting like some, you know, alien is controlling all of it. And I say, if it is, show yourself so we can get on with it because us humans are freaking out. You know, we're just, we're rude. We're rude and we don't know our bearing and we will soon, though. We will soon. It'll topple, and we'll have to pick each other up because that's what we do. Love rules, and it always will. It's it's easy to be bad. It's almost impossible to be good. And it sounds like you've been finding nothing but good, and that's a beautiful story. I love hearing moms are so beautiful, right? I wish I told my wife the other day, and then, you know, I'll quit talking. I like, I, I told my wife the other day, I really wish I had my mom here because I just could have used someone to listen to me. And then you just said, yeah. you know, like, a, like a mom would say, Hey, I, you were at the studio, but really what she was saying, I don't give a fuck where you were. I'm your mother. Eat this food. You know, this food's made with love. You're my son. You need to have bad times. She was just trying to make you happy by saying, Hey, I know you were at the studio. I know you're around people. I know you want me to be conscious. But what she was really saying is, you're my son. I grew this food with love. 
I want you to put it in your stomach and your daughter's stomach or whoever is in your life. And that's really a lot of things I think people are being reminded about right now that is going to be brought back to the success of the return of the world because the world did return after us blowing up stupid bombs. The world did return after uh, the Great Depression and the, the, you know, all, you know, the crucifixion of Jesus. It went on. Whatever it is, whatever your fancy is, whether it's religion, politics, politics, just life, whatever it is, life finds a way and goes, and usually love extends the hand and picks it up. And it sounds like you've been doing a lot of great things. And I thought about this before I turn it over to you. It's like I thought about this before getting on with you because most people just don't know maybe about you. But you're in the top, like, I can't even say 1%. I have to say, I mean, what, man? Like, I got people calling you to connect us, and you've already done a podcast this morning yourself. Like, you're a fucking workaholic. A lot of people don't know how hard how hard you work and how connected you are and how much you love music and how you stay in. I mean, I can barely get my phone line to work and need people, and you can already have a fantastic conversation earlier this morning that's already going to help you be a better person during these times. So, I mean, it just sounds like, you know, just tell me before we go, you know, just, again, you know, just remind all of us just about how easy it is to look, find, and acquire, apply, and then, you know, uh, uh, move forward with, right? That's what we do, even with our music. Absolutely, man. I remember vividly, like, when we were on tour together, um, I want to say in the Iowa period, right, it was like, you know, people wanted to count you guys out, and there was this whole kind of, oh, you know, Roadrunner shipped too many records, and, you know, the, all the music's changing and all this stuff, and I remember just being like, nah. I was like, no one can count you guys out, you know, and, and just watching and, and learning and being like, okay, but with more money comes more problems. With more with more popularity comes more pressure, right, to, to, to constantly um, create. You know, you got to constantly deliver with the with, – with the product, right? But it's really not a product. It's a, it's a movement. Like I try to tell people who, who weren't there, you know, in all those early tours with you guys, like from the, the first record onward, I try to explain to them, like, it's, you're creating culture. You're creating stuff that's, that's culturally significant that it does put a roof over your head. It does allow you to do these to live a certain lifestyle and to do things that a lot of people can't do and i i always wanted to just do that as well you know i just wanted my daughter to have a uh a pool and a and a and pets and a backyard and shit that a lot of stuff that i didn't have growing up so i just worked feverishly but in doing so you create relationships you have to manage um, everything, right. You have to, you, from people's egos to their expectations, to the interactions, to the, the, he said, she says, and it, and it's a lot to deal with. It's so much input output 
But at the end of the day, you have to have grounding, right? Like you have to, and, and grounding is not just putting your feet in the dirt. I mean, yeah, a lot of it is that. And I, I, both of us, we probably can't do that as much as we want because there's fucking 12 inches of snow out there right now. But that grounding that, in the in the metaphorical sense that 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 contact with the earth and the things that are important that it can change various um physiological things in your life and and science backs that up that's not me being spacey like we we need grounding whether it's growing a sunflower or or seeing the the monarch and going wow this is this is you're you're watching metamorphosis in action this is incredible you 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 can have all the big albums, you can have the ups and downs, the peaks and valleys, but at this, during that, you need, you need that grounding. And, um, and, and sometimes it's, it's, I guess, easier to, to uh, connect with it, right? Like, I, I remember, I forget where we were, it was like Phoenix, Arizona or something right after volume three. And it was like, boom, you did it. You, you, all the naysayers got, got shut the fuck up. It's another hit. It's a huge, it's a huge moment. And, you know, we were lucky to take a, a bunch of that ride with you and, and, and gain your fans. And, and you guys did so much for us where I always think back at those times and go, see, that's why I forget it was you or if it was Joey, someone said, you know, you're only as big as your, your last album or your last single. And that really like, really made me think like, yeah, that's a good way to think. Like, don't rest on your laurels. Don't, don't rest on the past. Just say, say the best is yet to come, but, but deliver like under promise and over deliver. And I think that's what you guys did, you know, time after time again, right? Really. Well, I really appreciate that. And I want to, you hit on something I normally wouldn't say, but I think it's a good way to uh, sort of say it with what you just said is that there's a lot of metaphors, a lot of important language being said in this today. I was concentrated on putting the roof over my children's head. And I would complain a lot because my kids would go to Colorado, play with their cousins, Uh, be with their aunt and uncle. My wife would be able to be with their sister. I would be on tour because touring happens during the summer. And if I even remotely brought that up around people around me that weren't in my situation, they don't have kids. They haven't been married for over a decade at that point. And they would say, yeah, but clown, you know, you're giving them the pet, giving them the yard. Like you said, you know, you're doing all that. But you know what, man? All that time I was doing the roof, and now I don't have a daughter. You know, and won't. Yeah. Till the day, till the day I fucking die. That chapter is over, and that fucking roof is still here. And what you're saying, and what I'm saying is like, <clears throat> our eyes are open, man. So whatever we used to do, we're gonna we're gonna do a hundred times. Whatever I thought I used to bring to the world, I'm like, I'm not the kind of person that's going to shove my despair and my grief down everybody because that's how I'm going to survive or I'm angry. 
But I've learned so much by being told to be home. And it's almost like a higher power was like, bro, you need to grieve. You know, you're not going to go work out on the road and just work. Think about it once in a while. You're going to go work in the garden and cry and, and have moments. So I think people like us, you know, we're going to come back, and I'm hoping all of us, humanity, uh, the human condition, I hope we all can embrace each other and tell each other these stories and these epiphanies that have been in front of us before this happened. But, man, we're, we're so focused on a prize that has been made up and fake. It's somebody else's idea, and it's not real. When flesh and blood is taken away, um, everything else doesn't matter. And I've really, I've really benefited from this time. It's almost been a, a prison sentence for me. Like, don't leave, don't do shit, you know. But, of course, I'm the clown. I've done more than anybody could ever imagine because that's all I can do. But I have done the most important things in the world. And it sounds like you've been doing the same. And I love, I just love connecting. You know, we've been friends for a long, 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 long time. So we're, we're still both here learning and applying that. And uh, I think that's why we're still here. And I think that's why we will still be here and not just count on our laurels, you know, like you say. I think it's bigger than that for us. Yeah, I think I think that's what we need to to try to achieve every whatever it is. Like the as silly as it can sound, and and I this it's so crazy that you mentioned the gardening too, because with my mother it was like she would like us there was a certain batch of like zucchini and she was like you know i know what i have to do different now with the soil and i know on the next one it's going to be better and meanwhile like i'm just psyched i had zucchini with spaghetti i had like to me it, it made no difference but to her it was like i'm going to perfect the next batch right and that's all you can do every day is just go how do i make this this day better than tomorrow through the loss through the grief through the shame through the addiction all that stuff and it's it's a struggle. It's never going to be easy, but I think that provides perspective, right? When you when you have to really look at things in a really stark, cold way, and you go, "Holy shit, this is a this is this is something that I don't know if I can come back from." And then when when time starts to pass, and when you start to have these little blessings and these little connections and these these little things that that fill your heart up you go, it's like that picture. It's like that picture when you see the elephant and someone else doesn't see it, or you see the dress is this color and someone else doesn't see it. Your, your life is, is not until you see it, you go, I don't know what you're talking about. And then once you see it, your life is never the same from that moment on. And you go, wow, I see it now. And I want other people to see it. And I think that's what just learning and growing as a person, um, does for you, especially just trying to put out positivity and not in a selfish way. Like, Oh, if I put out positivity, it's going to come back to me. Like think of someone who's sick and go, I really, I really hope that they can get better. And then talk to someone else and go, Hey, this person's sick. Can you put out some good vibes to them? 
look up the like the power of eight, look up all the the different um experiments they've done with the with the power of the mind and look up the I, I can send you some stuff and we can put some stuff in the show notes if Britt wants to um like list some some uh some sources. There's there's been I've been looking into this stuff a lot and my mother also gave me this book called Nature Speaks and it has all the symbols and all the different animals and what animals connect to. So I'm going to look up the monarch butterfly. I'm going to see if it's in there and what it's, it's basically about what native Americans believed, you know, certain animals represented. Uh, and she, she gave it to me actually because uh, a baby squirrel like came up to me and thought I was like, it's mom. And I, and I started to, you know, nurse it and, and and raise it but i had to leave for tour and i gave it to my neighbor bob and my neighbor bob like they became best friends and they bonded and he would the squirrel would be out there gardening with him every day i mean the squirrel and him were like best buddies and part of me i loved the squirrel but i loved it more seeing how much joy it brought bob's life and then the squirrel unfortunately it got hit by a car and bob was devastated but i was like Dude, you, you 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 can't you can't you have to basically just deal with it and you you have to get through it, but you it doesn't take away anything that you did with this squirrel. I mean, they were like boys. It was so cool. And the squirrel represents like preparedness and um looking forward, like you know, like they 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 just prepare, right? They get shit ready to be locked down for the winter. And, you know, as crazy as all this stuff sounds, it really can affect your life and you can apply all this stuff. You can, you can say, I need to be more prepared. I need to do this. I need to do that. And you can just go, I need to be better than yesterday. And it's just like little baby incremental steps that you end up doing. And then once you see it, once you see the results, you go, oh my God, how did I not see this? And that's that, like that's what a lot of this shit from from the time I got off stage in Seattle in 2019. <laughs> that was the last time I did a show until now. That's what I've been seeing is like little incremental differences and and where you find the that little elephant in the picture. You go there it is, and then you you're different going forward. Well, I love that box story. There's so many things with that I could go into. It's in, it's incredible. But the biggest thing is, you know, like you said, the squirrel is going to have to cross the street in order to survive the winter. He's got to sacrifice that thing it doesn't understand called the car in order to feed the belly. And you and I, we get on planes that don't belong in the sky and fly over oceans for hours. Seems like we go to other planets you know, just to bring the nut home. You know what I'm saying? So you're right. Yeah. There's all these, there's all these things we've just openly been doing blindly and have no understanding of it. None. Zero. Yeah. So it's like, real, and, and unless we've made it important to us and now we have an opinion about it and now, now don't take it from me. I'm not giving it to you. You can't have it or, you don't know anything about it, but that's because you're shut down on everything else around you that is so profound. I mean, man, your mom and I could probably talk. It's like I just 
I was so pissed because my plants, I grew this like Willy Wonka garden. Like people are like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I grow plants. And I brought all my pepper plants in the garage and all these people are like, hey, stranger things are happening. You could probably make them live. You know, they can, but it's just going to take so much work. So I have like 25 plants making my making my cars stay outside in the snow so these fucking plants could grow. I'm down to two plants, a ghost pepper plant and a serrano pepper plant, two of my favorite peppers that I make sauce with. And I'm going to end up throwing both of them away because, you know, it's fucking wintertime. And it's like I'm not paying attention. I'm not paying attention to the pine tree and how the snow is – on it and how you know like there's things going on that i should you know like it's everything you just said man it's all around us we can apply it all it's all important what's most important i think that we're saying is whether we like it or not uh right or wrong we're we're all connected we're we're all you know it's such a weird statement but we are all one because it's just you know if you watch carpenter ants by the thousands follow each other. They're all one. They're carpenter ants. Well, guess what? We're all human. And there's a big world around us that normally we don't pay attention to. And it's always awesome to be enlightened. And I know today, I was really looking forward to today because you and I, whether we say it or are able to say it or have time to say it, or get it out all the way, you and I are going to get off the phone today, and we're going to go to some places because of our conversation. It might not be directly what I said to you. You might not think about my name all day, but you're going to go somewhere because of our conversation. I'm going to do the same, and that's what we've done, us, since we met each other. And, um, you know, I just, I think it's a good time to live not a good time to ignore the tragedy and the responsibilities we have to take care of as humans together. But I do believe it's a good time to stop and look around in order to change and make it better if we can, if it's not already destroyed already, you know? So I'm glad that you're good, bro. I usually just try to keep these around an hour. And um, do you have any, uh, what, what, when are you leaving the house next to do um, to do what you do? Or do you got any plans? What's next for you besides the Snyder album? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to today. I'm going to try to go out there and pay it forward, man, for real. I, I really, I do every day. And, and, and one thing I want to touch on before we go, too, is like every kid that ever went to a Slipknot show or a Hapri show, a lot of them have contacted me and they've said, especially when they hear my podcast and they go, Hey man, it, you know, all that touring, all that missing your family and all that being away, it wasn't in vain. Like you, you helped me more than, you know, and I know you get it too. And that's something that we got to just acknowledge here during this conversation is like, sometimes whether we like it or not, we are a dad to those kids or we're a brother or a cousin or a, or a friend and we don't even sometimes realize that that they come out of that 
concert yeah. or out of that meeting. My God. My God, you and I, we have so – I'm heartbroken to the, to the potentially hundreds of people that I consider my friends. I, I have kids out there. You know what I mean? I, I have kids that have come to shows from eight years of age and have grown up and have gotten engaged in, in weird shit, and, like, I look after them. So, I mean, continue, but I agree with you. We, we have so many people out there that we, we, we don't get to be around. But continue that, please. Yeah, it's just it's something that sometimes I neglect to make a point of, especially on my own show, when I, I never want to sound like my sacrifice in, in one area wasn't worth it, right? Because it, it, it definitely was. It's, it's given me the pause that, now is really meaningful to me. And, and, um, recently I, I read this thing about, um, the, the, the big bopper. I don't remember this, this horrible crash with you brought up the plane thing. And it made me think of it with the, with buddy. Holly he died and, in Iowa. He died in Iowa. Yes. Yep. And, and when I was reading this, I was thinking about, um, I think it was, uh, was Jennings or Whaling Jennings, I think, or, or yeah, where he gave his seat on the plane and the, the big bopper, like, I guess, joked with him and said, I hope you freeze your ass off on the bus. And he lived with this guilt, like for so long that he gave his seat to the big bopper and he survived. Right. And so it's like the metaphor there is like, sometimes we think that, you know, we caused something or we are to blame and we beat ourselves up like that, you know, of certain choices that we make. But sometimes you just gotta, you gotta think, all right, maybe, maybe this is what was meant to be. And it's, that's not an easy thing to do. That's a dark place that you can go, but you can also go to a really light place. And you can, like what we were talking about earlier about how everybody's connected and you never know when your time is and that's why you got to enjoy it while you can and really be in the moment as much as you can. And, and that's something I, I, I do all the time because I go, I got song, you know, I have a song I play every night on stage. This is now, it's a, if I, if I'm up there preaching it every night about being in the moment, that's what I got to do when I'm off the bus or when I'm off the plane, you know, it's easy to do when you're, when the plane is um, in turbulence, you know, and what do they say? They say, oh, there's no, uh, there's no atheist in the foxhole, right? Well, every day, if you, if you live your life in a spiritual way where you think, you know, I want my vibration that I put out, I want that vibration to be the one that helps grow this sunflower or helps fuel the wings of this butterfly down the 1800 miles to Mexico or help this kid, you know, go face this bully or this person leave an abusive relationship because what else is there you know if you go into the nihilism and the despair and the and the, um you know self-abuse and addiction all that stuff we we've seen all too well too close where where that goes and we owe it to the people that we can connect with to not go there and that's what i think about every day i just go man i just want to raise my my vibration well that's that's uh that's an amazing thing 
uh, to hear and feel. I agree with you. Um, it's 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 you, you never want people to misunderstand what we're saying. It's hard to say, you know, that the something as horrible as what we're going through can be something so enlightening. But like you said, it's a double-ended sword, but it's one sword. One comes with the other. So we're all going down, but we're coming up. And I'm doing the exact same thing, man. I'm just, I, I don't, you know, road rage. I don't know what the fuck the guy in front of me is. Dad's in the hospice. Just got laid off. Maybe his kid just got caught stealing at Walmart. I don't know. But I'm honking my horn at him. Speed up, speed up. Like, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. And it's nice to stop. You know, maybe we're just getting old, man. I don't know. But if if, if we're getting old and we can help all the youngers, you know, the younger people that, that, that are with us, it's a good thing. So, man, it's been a pleasure talking to you and 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 on another note very soon if you're talking conspiracies and stuff you know again we could talk about this for hours you can imagine where my brain goes but if you're a sasquatch guy you want to have a conversation you know we could probably have a pretty big enlightening conversation about that subject I'm more willing to talk about the other, but Slipknot's got a rule, and it's called fuck space. And the reason why it's fuck space is because I can't even concentrate on the space I'm in right now. Like the, the two foot by two foot square right now, it's wet, it's cold, it's not working for me. So I can't concentrate out there. I really die quickly, but I'd love to talk to you about some of these conspiracies. Like I follow this... Uh, uh, 411 missing persons thing, and there's a lot of crazy shit that we don't see in the world that's right in front of us. And that's cool that you're doing that too, man. Well, we'll have to get together and do that sometime. Yeah, I would love to have you back on my show and we could get deep into it, man, because, and that's what I thought we were going to do today, but I'm glad we kept this more in, in, in a real life setting. Not that, you know, the, the, the Bigfoot is in real life in some dimension, I, I, I can still probably be swayed either direction, but I was, it's funny you bring that up because I was going to bring up the Pang Boche hand. And if you've ever heard of the Pang Boche hand, yeah, but the, it's, it's, fa- it's, it's, it's fake. And you know, the, the, well, not the hand, the hand's one thing, but I, I got one word for you. Cause you know, we got to spend a whole like two hours on this, but here's your research. I'm going to take the hand which I'm well aware of, and I'll get my he- I'll get my head back around it. But all I have one I have one with Sasquatch. Are you ready? Yeah. Indians. Sit. There's your proof. Sit. That's all you need to know. Indians. Every tribe in the in North America. Every tribe has a name. Has the proof has the story, we'll talk about it as a spirit or as a being or as it being the same thing. But I can't wait to talk to you about this because, you know, you talk about people like you and I, we can get away with talking about Sasquatch. Some people lose their jobs over it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, uh, but, 
it's like, look, come on, man, let's just have fun here. But let let's let's uh, much love to you, my brother. Tell all the guys hi. Tell them all much. You love. too, bro. Uh, I will. Anybody I see, um, anybody in our scene that you might see, do the thing like you were talking about the sick. I'll do it. I'll do that today. I'm gonna do that. But uh, do, let's both do that with our scene. Like, if you see someone you know, I know, let them know. Clown says, what's up? And much love. Be good and be safe out there. And, uh, you know, safe to all of our fans. So let's begin quick. I'll have Britt uh, reset something up uh, where we can go into the, into the paranormal and really maybe piss each other off or piss people off or piss it off. I don't know. Or maybe solve all this. It's going to be fascinating. Yes, let's do it. I'm totally down. All right, man. You be good wherever you're at in your hotel. Scrape some more stuff. I'm going to uh, I'm going to do the same. And uh, let your mom know that I'm going to send her some tomatoes this summer. And uh, um, I'll make sure they get there. But we're going to make it one big circle, all of us, everyone in the world. So... Have a good day. Be safe. I'll talk to you soon, brother. You too, brother. Much love. And I'll send you some Shoshino peppers that she makes. You're going to love them. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll talk to you later. All right, boss. Thanks for everything. Appreciate it.